Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Evening Rush Nation, welcome to the Five Yard RDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Today we'll be reviewing week 16 and getting you ready for week 17. Uh, this will be a final pod of the season, apart from a show we'll probably put together around the Super Bowl. And it's finals week. Mad, absolutely crazy, right, well, Brent? I, it, it is I, for some people. <laughs> I, I did, how did you get on? <laughs> um, I had a lovely Christmas weekend, albeit rather subdued, as I think it was for most uh, most of you guys out there. Um, yeah, fantasy wise, bit of a yeah, bit of poo actually. Um, my team was decimated going into our matchup in Ray Lewis, wasn't it? So uh, yeah, I think I had one. I had one player on my bench who happened to be Alan Lazard who actually scored quite well so I should have moved him and the rest of them were COVID, IR, out doubtful, dead um, <laughs> it was absolutely it was a massacre I just, I, and I couldn't yeah. waver anyone in and so yeah so you won that sort of well fair and square to be honest because we're all in the same boat but my bench was a little bit ridiculous this weekend so yeah, I mean I, I, differ, yeah. I differ to you because I'm in so many other, other leagues as well so I mean uh, you know, I'd be disappointed if I wasn't in at least a couple of them. Um, but well, yeah, so I've got you and Tommy in the final, isn't it? 
It is, yeah, in in ours. Um, So I'm in the I'm in the final of the EFC EFFC, which is the European one, um, which is a big one for us. If if I can hopefully do all right this week, Um, I'm going crazy on waivers at the moment. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, Fantasy fantasy and frames, the four eyes competition. I'm in the final of that, and I'm in three other dynasty league finals as well. Missed out just on the defensive invitational. I lost to my man Joey the Tooth last week, and I was absolutely robbed in our home league. So I just I, I don't know what the hell happened in this in that. It's just just unbelievable watching that. I just the Browns. Well, I've got a problem now. I really hate the Ravens secondary. I just hate them. Can't stand them. Whatever they do in the future, I will always remember the day they just gave up. And well, to be honest, anyone out there that can name. The Ravens secondary at the moment. Well, exactly. Good, good luck to them. <laughs> that includes well, I mean, the front office just, in Baltimore. It was just hideous how many sort of the garbage the garbage time points were just hideous towards the end of it anyway. Yeah. But um just touching on the, the the two IDP leagues which we run, I'm happy to say the finals they're all set for this week. And we have Dan Hughes, Dan H ninety nine, our our very own Dan. He is um against Phil Savory. Savory twenty three in the in the final of the Lawrence Taylor League, and myself I'm I'm in the final of the Ray Lewis League against Tom Chick of all people. Yeah, Chico's I'll, legs. I'll be sitting at the third place uh, playoff in that one, so uh, I'm finished uh, sixth, I think overall in, in um, Lawrence Taylor. Bad, so, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take third place in Ray Lewis. But um, so yeah, hey, it's I mean it is so, what it is. Both of those leagues, they've been great and uh, they've been tight throughout. Actually, if you look yeah. at if you look at the games, um, pretty much everybody has had a has had a couple of good weeks, and that's that's quite nice to have. It keeps everybody interested. Um, I hope to get some Google feedback forms out as well to all the guys that that uh, that were in the leagues, and um, just to grab some feedback on the leagues, the format, and the scoring. Uh, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank everybody who's got involved with the IDP leagues. We know that the IDP community is still a very small community in the UK, but it's growing and we want to be ahead of the curve. Um, but like everything starting off, we need the support and we need contributions from you guys. And for that, we are so grateful. Um, there are some talks and ideas going on in the background with regards to the plan for next year. And they're exciting. there's some exciting things potentially on the horizon for us. Maybe some collaboration, maybe some tournament news. We'll wait and see, but we we'll hope to let you know more in February. But it's yeah, it's exciting stuff. Um, before we go into the actual stuff, the the week sixteen reviews and the seventeen matchups, we've got to go through the usual. So let me just put on that, and then, as you know, this pod and others we we do are supported by Manscaped. Manscaped are our sponsors and they are the market leader in men's below the waist grooming. They have just released the lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit. One of the best things about it is the skin safe technology. So you get no nicks on your bits and you can receive 20% off with the code five yard at manscaped.com. It really is a game changer in that area and you're missing out if you don't have one. And as I said, you can get 20% off with a five with the code five yard at manscaped.com there's also free worldwide shipping so sort yourself out and get involved so brendan you're up with the first one 
on the reviews, and it's the Panthers at the Saints. All <clears> Sunday <throat> games. Big, yes. big slate Sunday. Big slate. Yeah, yeah. Not not going to be doing much Sunday evening. Um, yeah, Panthers at the Saints. So Panthers coming in off the back of that thirty-two-six, well, battering by the Bucks, really, leaving five and ten, bottom of the the division. Um, top week sixteen IDP performances make for slim pickings, as probably isn't a surprise. Uh, so only a couple of players to really highlight, and no one really going to be looking up. Um, well, certainly not uh, top scorer, sort of at DL. Uh, we've got Sieta Gross-Matus, who we've mentioned maybe once or twice in passing. Top scored with all of 15. Uh, top tackling linebacker for the Panthers, Shaq Thompson, picked up, you know, 13 and a half points. And, yeah, to be honest, in the secondary, Miles Hartsfield is the only player to break double figures, and that was only just with 10. So, um, pretty indicative of the Panthers at the moment. The Saints come into the game off the back of that 20-3 uh, to three defeat to the Dolphins at home in that crunch game Monday night. More about that in a little while. Uh, but it does leave them 7-8, and eight, but still in the hunt. Um, top IDP performances uh, came from Cam Jordan. Had a good day at DL, 24 points, including a couple of sacks, which I wasn't too happy about. Also at DL, Marcus Davenport picked up 16 points and another sack. Mm. And elsewhere, uh, someone I'll come to again in a little while, uh, Pete Werner, linebacker, uh, safety, uh, Gardner-Johnson, yeah, both had decent games as well. Um, I did say last week, Marshawn Lattimore had a funny feeling, Lattimore at corner, who I thought might be a bit of a pain in the ass uh, for Tua. Um, he did pick him off um, and scored okay in fantasy. But to be fair, the interception was an awful throw from Tua. Um, it was right down his throat. I don't know what he was looking at um, when he had Waddle wide open in the middle. So anyway, um, the matchup, the Panthers are a mess at the moment. I mean, this this Burton Ernie QB rotation that seems to be going on is just... Um, you know, it's a nightmare. It, it ain't working. Um, I've got a sneaky suspicion, and I, I've heard this on a lot of other pods, that I wouldn't be at all surprised if Sam Darnold starts um, for the last two games. They've got to have a, a maybe a last look at him before they pull the trigger, I guess. Uh, defensively, to add to their problems, looks like Shaq Thompson and Brian Burns are going to be out this weekend. So uh, Taysom Hill will be back under centre for the Saints this weekend. And given the mess the Panthers' offence is in, um, I expect I expect the Carolina defence to see quite a few snaps this weekend. So uh, Hassan Reddick, he's a Panthers sack leader. Um, you can start him at DL. Um, you know, he's, he's a fairly safe bet. Jeremy Chin is the top tackler at the moment, 103 on the season. And an outside pickup with Shaq outs, um, if you're looking at linebacker, then Jermaine Carter goes into the game as the Panthers' top tackling linebacker. Um, so, again, not too much to get excited about on the Panthers as per the last few weeks. Saints, on the other hand, I felt sorry for the defence. Um, I, I did get up and watch the game in the wee small hours Tuesday morning. Um, they played well, despite injuries, Demario Davis being out. Um, but fourth string QB, I mean, you just couldn't keep the defence off the field. Um, no. So, you know, they can only do so much. They got good pressure on tour, as, as the sacks indicate. Uh, they forced a fumble as well. Um, there was a pick, albeit a poor throw from tour, but that was indicative of, or representative rather, of some of the pressure that front line were getting on on Miami. Um, 
I expect a similar game plan, to be honest, against a, a rather confused sort of Panthers offense. Um, DL Cam Jordan is a must start for me. Game yeah. off, off the back of big scores in the last, not just last week, but the week before as well. Um, at linebacker, there's still no confirmation, unless you know something to the contrary regarding uh, Demario Davis. COVID situation still seems to be, he's not listed as having any sort of um, uh, projected figures on sleeper. So read into that yeah. one. So uh, if he's cleared, then you'll play him. Um, you know, he's a Saints top tackler. Uh, if he's out, I know a lot of people are big on Zach Bourne. Um, he's on a lot of rosters, which surprises me. Mm. I don't really rate him. I don't, his figures, if you go back over the weeks, are not great. If you look at his stats, then nothing too excitable. Um, but if Davis is out, I would look at Pete Werner. He had a good game Monday night. Um, yeah. And, you know, he'd be my choice. Um, there's a lot of you know, people who are quite um, quite keen on him. Um you know, his, his tackle numbers are double bonds, uh, despite playing two games less this season. So, again, he, you know, he'd be he'd be the obvious one to step in. A DB this week for the Saints, given the uncertainty regarding who starts at QB for the Panthers, I'd play safe and, and just look at the safeties as you would most weeks. Uh, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, very similar stats, decent tackle numbers, as I've said in previous weeks. Um Williams seems to be the more readily available on waivers, but there isn't a huge amount to, to pick between them. Um, Summing the game up, mm. Saints win. Uh, defense, defense still looks solid on Monday night, as I've said, despite the injuries. Uh, with Taysom back, the offense is going to be better. And they're still in the hunt. It's a must-win game for them. And the Panthers are just bad. Basically yeah. At the moment, so yeah, I'm I'm with you exactly exactly the same on there. It's definitely Saints for me, and and the mention of Cam Jordan, I think that's a real interesting one. I think um, going into the finals, it is it's tough looking at um, some of the DLs that uh, I'll touch on a few of them. Um, one of them being somebody like TJ Watt at this moment in time, where everyone's got this conundrum of whether the Steelers seem to be playing him. Uh, therefore, I should start him, but he's 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 not. He's, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. It's crazy from from my mind. I don't understand what they're doing, but there we go. Um, so yeah, yeah, Saints for me, and there's definitely a couple of pickups from the Saints side. Panthers wise, nothing really that jumps out at me. Um, in that one, I don't think there'll be many people starting many Panthers players, especially with Shaq being out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Um, Falcons at Bills for me. Um, let's start with the Falcons. Week 16 was a decent win as predicted by the Falcons. And they got the they got the job done, really. That was really what they had to do. Get out there and get it done. And they did it. Uh, Foysaid Alukan is having himself an absolute monster season. He sits fourth overall on IDP+. Plus. That is overall. He sits number four. At 270 points on the season he's got. In week 16, he scored 31 points. It was made up of 14 tackles. Tackle for a loss and an interception. It makes him a top IDP prospect for next season. It'd be really interesting to see where people are going to start putting him um, going into it. His partner in crime, fellow linebacker, Dion Jones, he scored 17 points, 10 tackles. And the Falcons, they remain one of the top teams when targeting linebackers. They're one of these teams where teams, they like to, they're a safe bet to run on. And over the middle, their state, it means big work for the for the middle linebackers. Um, 
and they are just a safe bet in that area to pick either of those two up. Like many weeks this season, though, there's no need to really mention any other players on the Falcons' day looking through it. it's I can't predict them to be relevant, um, and especially this week against the Bills. It's going to be tough sledding for them. And yeah, so over to the Bills. Last week, they had a great win against the Pats. Um, and Mika Hyde, he had himself an absolute day, which is one thing I didn't really, we didn't really predict too much Uh you know, uh, but Mika Hyde, it, it, it catapults him up to 11th place DB overall on the season, which is quite, which is quite decent for Mika Hyde. Um, it was a quite a, quite a D, um, day for the other star DB, Jordan Poyer. Um, Mika was definitely the main man. He got two huge interceptions, which really helped take the way, take the game away from the Pats. Apart from... Mika hides 25.50 points. The only man to mention is probably DL Ed Oliver. He scored himself 16.50 points in the week. He's had quite a steady old season as a whole. Um, looking at this one, the actual matchup itself. Um, to me, there's not there's not a lot there's not a lot of difference. To go for, I would still stick with the bill. I would stick with the Bills DBs in this one. I'd look at if if you can. Obviously, you're not going to be able to pick pick these guys up, but you've got to be starting Poyer um, and Mika Hyde. Apart from that, though, there's not a massive massive call for anywhere to really look at. Obviously, you go, you're going to going to go for the linebackers, but I don't think they're going to score that highly against uh, a team that the Bills won't run the ball too much. Um, but I've got the Bills to win the game, and I don't see it being close. I fancy the Bills DBs to score big along with their offense. But yeah, all Bills for me. What do you reckon, Brent? Yeah, same here, mate. Um, I think the Bills, that was a crucial win because of the running the Bills have got. Yeah. Um, Falcons and then the Jets. They're, they're two must win and will win games, basically. Um the only interesting nice. thing, the only interesting thing might be if they do get in front, whether they do start resting some of those players in the fantasy side of things, especially next. Yeah, well, we might be all right this week. You know, with this extra extra game this season, might be okay. Um, but yeah, last season there was definitely a lot of resting going on of some of those top players, which it, it's yeah, it's an interesting point, Yeah, because the the extra game is will play into hands of anyone sort of going into a crucial game this week, like you say, because, you know, this week there are still teams going for, they're still trying to wrap up titles. They're still, you know, they've got an eye on the, you know, the number one seed, home field yeah. advantage, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Unlike other seasons where you're going, well, yeah, they should win it on paper, but they're clean and clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes makes a big difference this season, but yeah, bills, bills all day long for me. Um Okay. So I'm moving over to what I think could be the game of the weekend. Uh, could be, the, should be the most entertaining game of the weekend. Mad shootout, um, isn't that what you're predicting? Uh, well, I'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> Everyone's hoping for it. Isn't it? Um, that's what I base my analysis on. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, Chiefs at Bengals. Um, as I say, potentially the game of the weekend. Uh, Chiefs look like a firing again. Uh, again, at the right time of the season, thirty-six to ten win on Sunday over a let's face it, a poor Steelers um, team. Uh, but to be fair, they had to do it with a few key players out. Um, 
but as a reflection on that, the top you know, IDP performers week 16, not too much to really review um, because it was they, they were just in charge of the game, really. Um, so we got corner, uh, Javarius Ward picked up 17.5 points, including a pick. Uh, other corner, the Jarius Sneed, 15 points. And not much else. Frank Clark played all right, uh, went for double figures, had a sack. Uh, but that was kind of it, really, in a game that the Chiefs offense just dominated. Um, the Bengals, well, forget me highlighting Joe Burrow last week for being the most picked and, and sacked QB in the league. Um, didn't seem to bother him on Sunday as he ripped him up for 525 yards, yeah. um, albeit a very banged up Ravens secondary, as we've already mentioned, and probably will do again. And yeah, 41 21, um, put some. Nine and six, top of the AFC North. Top IDP scorers for him at the weekend, Trey Hendrickson, uh, 19 points, picked up his 14th sack of the season for good measure. Uh, DB Von Bell, uh, 18 points, first pick of the season, which is a little bit surprising. But uh, Mike Hilton, 16 and a half, and uh, Jadobi Awuze, um, went for double figures. The matchup, I think as Nate's already touched on, it's probably only a matter of time before this game descends into a bit of an air show uh, for Mahomes and Burrow. And that's, that's certainly what we want to see. So the DBs have got to be looked at. Now for the Bengals, that means Von Bell and Jesse Bates at safety. However, you know, a crucial playoff weekend. I'm not sure I'd gamble on any of the Bengals' corners. Uh, for me, they're just not consistent enough, so I'd be sticking with the safeties yeah. in that secondary. At linebacker, uh, Logan Wilson's almost certainly out again this week. He's you know, down as doubtful at the moment. It's not, he ain't going to play, I don't think. Uh, so someone we've mentioned before, Jermaine Pratt would be a great pickup. Uh, but because of Wilson's recent injury and the fact that you know a lot of people have talked about Pratt, he's been playing well, I suspect a lot of people have already jumped on that bandwagon. But Wilson's out and you've got Pratt, then he's a solid play for this weekend. At DL... Uh, despite everything, you've still got to, you know, just like me saying it could be an air show, um, you've still got to include sack leader Trey Hendrickson. Um, you, you know, he's averaging pretty much one a game uh, this season, so you'd be hard pushed to leave him out. Um, there will be a certain element of, you know, running the ball, maybe, but um, yeah, I think we're, we're hoping it turns into a bit of a shootout. Chiefs, again, at DB, you know, that's, that's going to be a factor given the, the opposition. So, Legereus Sneed at corner and uh, the Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matteo, who looks like he should be fit for Sunday. Um, they're going to be the main threats to Joe Burrow in the secondary. Linebacker, Nick Bolton, Chiefs top tackler by a fair distance, is due back this weekend. Um Finally, you know, DL, you've got sack leader Chris Jones. But if you are short of DL this weekend, I'd look at the guy just behind him in the stats, Frank Clark. Um, you know, as good as Burrow was on Sunday, he is still the most sacked QB in the league. Yeah. So there's always that potential there. As, as fun as the game should be, you've still got to go with the stats sometimes and look at how some of these QBs, and more importantly, the guys in front of them have been performing. Um Summary, I'm going to go Chiefs. Um, I like the Bengals. I tipped them last week. I think they're still a lot of fun to watch. Um, but the Chiefs are just hitting form again. Kelsey's back. As I say, Bengals were great fun on offense, but they're not going up against some banged up D like they were last weekend. No. Um, so I think the Chiefs are just getting into their stride for the postseason now. 
Yeah, I agree. I've got I've got Chiefs, and I've got I I, I don't I don't think it will go to plan for um, Burrow. I think that was like like I said earlier. I mean, we know I banged up the Ravens. It was a bit tongue in cheek, really, about about how bad their uh, their D is. Um, and he completely took advantage of, of of those injuries more than anything. But he, like you said, they just won't have it this week. The Chiefs get fired up, and their DBs they'll be all over the place. Honey Badger back, he'll be barking out orders, and they'll be flying all over the place, which might upset them. Um, the Bengals, um, and I, I just expect I just expect it, they will. I just don't think they'll be able to cope with the Chiefs' defense mainly. Um, so I've got uh, next for me is the Jags at the Pats. Now, this is one that I've sort of like semi-skipped. Um, we've got three each that we've got to skip. Um, but this one is a semi-skip. Forgot to talk about the Pats, but I don't really want to talk about Jags. Um, so I will start. So I, I wouldn't start any of the Jags players on the IDP front in this one. If you had to go linebacker, um, you know, that's the only area that I would potentially consider. But you've got to have a look. He's on the COVID list, as I'm pretty sure Damien Wilson has just landed on it. Um, so, yeah, but really, Jags-wise, I don't – they're kind of – they're done, aren't they? So, for me, it, it, the Pats – let's go to them. The Pats, it was a quiet week, IDP-wise, in their defeat to the Bills. And only the DBs, Miles Bryan and the excellent Carl Duggar, are really ones to, to – to mention linebacker uh Carvan Noy uh scored okay obviously if you're playing him in a DL spot um this week I would go Duggar and Van Noy they're players to pick not sure on the status of Bentley and Judon maybe John Bentley's probably not in the mix anyway for a final um but Judon would be if he was fit um in this game it's just whether he is or not so he's one to keep an eye on if not Carvan Noy is worth a shot in this kind of matchup. Um, Pats win it for me against an absolute poor Jags team who've just all given up, really. I, I mean, James Robinson's out as well now. So they are they are completely done for me. And that is where some, some you know, the Pats could really take advantage of it. Um, what do you reckon on that? Have you got, you got obviously got the Pats winning, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you're um, a big supporter. Uh, well, huge, yeah. Um, I've been for years. But, um, yeah, they're, they're still, I mean, what impressed me last weekend was how the Bills' sort of offensive game sort of neutralised a defence that we've been so big on for the last probably couple of months. Um, I mean, Judon didn't really get a look in. Um, so, yeah, uh, but they, they're, still a, they're still a good defence. Jags, yeah, rudderless at the moment. So, um, just waiting for a holiday. But, yeah, Pats win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed. Uh, just going back to that game, I was impressed by the Bills that they um, that they they Josh Allen like he does, he just hit his targets, and I mean, um, that was where for me the game was kind of lost because uh, Mac Jones didn't quite. A couple of those interceptions were at big points of the game, um, uh, just when just when the the Pats were trying to get their foot back in the door, really, and it just didn't pay. Um, and every time he did it, it was just, just you know, the Bills went and made him pay again. Um, so, yeah, Pats win for me. Uh, where are you? You're oh, Dolphins at Titans, Brem. Going to Tennessee. Um, 
Yeah, so tough one. Start it is, yeah, but potentially a good game. Um, let's start with the Titans. So they go into this off the back of what was a really important win for them, 2017 over the Niners um, last Thursday. I think I've completely lost track. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're doing it with the Colts team right behind them. They just will not go away, this Indianapolis side. So the Titans are going to be conscious of that. You know, this, this AFC title hunt is, is going to go down to the wire. Um, top IDP Titans players against the, uh, against the Niners. Uh, linebacker Bud Dupree, top scored with 15 and a half points, including a sack. But he's ruled out with COVID this week. And frankly, given his stats over the nine games he's played this season, mm. You wouldn't be starting them anyway. Um, elsewhere, I think Major and the DB Amani Hooker, 15 points, including his first pick of the season. Um, at DL, uh, Danica Waltree, uh, 14 points, eighth sack of the season. Uh, but he's on the COVID list as well, um, according to uh, the news at the moment. So moving over to the Dolphins. Well, the defence had a field day, let's be honest, um, against Puri and Book. Um, as I said, I got up, set the alarm Tuesday morning to watch it. And by the fourth quarter, frankly, I felt sorry for him. I felt yeah. genuinely sorry for that yeah, fourth stringer. Um, I, I I lost count of the sacks. I mean, Xavier and Howard got one for Christ's sake. I mean, that's how silly it was getting. Um, but IDP-wise, um, it was a it was a good week for the Finns. Surprisingly, there's only about one of these that is regularly rostered. The rest of them are all out there. Um, Jerome Baker, 27 points. Uh, Brandon Jones, 26 points. Ogba, tw- I'm not going to go through all the sacks because there were too many. Um, Ogba, 23 and a half. Zach Sealer, who's quietly gone about having a good season, eight and a half points. Nick Needham, who had that early pick, 18 points. Elsewhere, Christian Wilkins, Van Ginkort, Xavier Howard, Jevon Holland all got into double figures as well. I mean, it was just pretty just ran riot, really. <laughs> um, the matchup, it's a must win for both teams. Um, as I've already touched on, the Titans are conscious of the Colts. Um, we've got to win it to stay in the hunt. And But it does make, there is an interesting sort of IDP matchup. The Titans, I'd be looking at the linebackers, specifically sack leader Harold Landry, and recently acquired uh, Zach Cunningham. Yeah. Um, I think Tennessee's a good landing spot for him, actually. Yeah. Um, also, DB, Titans top tackler this season, uh, Kevin Bayard. He was quietly gone about having a good season. The Dolphins' offense on Monday night impressed me in a little way because they threw quite a few curveballs at the Saints. Um, but a lot of their sort of bread and butter plays are still short to medium yardage throws around the middle of that defense. Hence, you know, you want to be looking at the sort of the linebackers and the safeties. Um, at DL for the Titans, there's not much outside of Jer- uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, but just remember, I mean, for all I've been critical of the Dolphins' O-line, and I was before the season, you know, two is down at 32nd in the sack chart, 21st for pick. So, you know, this week, it's it's all about those Titan players who are going to be in and amongst it, tackle numbers. You don't want to be gambling on big plays because the Dolphins, I don't think, will give up, you know, too many of those. Three sacks against the Saints was quite unusual. But even without Davis, it still looked a fairly formidable Saints defence. So, you know, stick to the tried and tested Titans players this game. Um, the Dolphins, OK. I mean, this is going to be a little bit different than beating up on a, a fourth stringer at a Notre Dame, to be fair. Um, but I do expect the game plan, uh, plan from Flores to be equally as aggressive this weekend. Um, you know, he's going to get after that patched up Titans running game. 
Um, he's going to try and bring maximum pressure on Tannehill, who again he is still the second most sacked quarterback in the league. Um, so you know, there's no Henry. He's got limited options to to look at. So, um, and if you have to pick ups this week. Once again, a few players I've mentioned, Christian Wilkins, uh, 36 points in the last two weeks and Miami's second best tackler uh, behind Jerome Baker. But, you know, I, I'd look at going out and grabbing Emmanuel Ogba, to be honest, off the waivers this week. And he is out there, current sack leader with nine on the season. And I watched him and it was nice to see a few of these players play live for the first time in a few weeks. You know, sit down, watch the full game, have time to do it. Because, I mean, there are a couple of occasions he just exploded off that line, Ogba. You know, he was on the quarterback before the, the offensive line, albeit a slightly patched up one, but still a decent, you know, not a bad yeah. one. Um, you know, he was on the QB before they, they knew it. So two sacks, three quarterback hits. Um, a linebacker, Jerome Baker, I mean, again, watching him live this week just reminded me just how crucial that guy is to this defense and why he's the standout player and he's always, always going to be rostered. Um, he reads the game so well and he's in fast. I mean, he covers the ground and shuts people down, you know, quicker than an awful lot of linebackers out there. So he's a must start. At DB, I, I was going to say swerve it, but again, I, I might be inclined to take a punt on the somewhat inconsistent Xavier Howard. Tannehill has thrown 14 picks um, this season. And I've got a sneaky feeling Howard might be due one this week. Um but um, it's not nailed on. It would be a bit of a, a punt for me. So go there if you're really short of DB. Um, summing the game up, I am going to go with the Dolphins, actually. Um, I think they've, they've got good momentum. This is an aggressive defence against the Titans side that, yes, they're still top of the division and, and looking good for the playoffs. But, you know, two wins and three losses in the last five weeks, they're still, they're, they're a beatable team. They're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, the, the matchup, the game itself hinges on whether our offense can do enough. Um, you know, they've got to cut, they've got to cut out some of those holding penalties because, you know, better teams are going to punish you for that. Um, so it's going to be a tough game, but I am, I'm going to go with the dolphins. I got the dolphins just. But it's got. I'm really. I've got him. I'm not looking forward to it. But. Yeah, I it will. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a tough game. I, I think. Um, yeah, I think a lot of hinges for me on 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 the Titans' offense. Whether I, I know AJ Brown is back and looks absolutely brilliant and playable at times, um, but he'll have a tougher game up against that Dolphin secondary. And yeah, it was whether Julio Jones, I think, is out. If he is, I mean, again, you look at it, the whole sort of puzzle really for the Titans. If it's slightly not quite right, I think I, I think the Dolphins win it. I just think they'll just have yeah. too much. They'll I, be able to stop I, I think I think we're, we're going into the game quite fortunate. I think we've got the COVID issue out of the way. Um, we've got running backs yeah. that are that back that will fit. And that's that could be key as well because they're not leaning so heavily on Miles Gaskin. Uh, yeah. Phillips, Lin- uh, Philip Lindsay got a good workload. Didn't do anything spectacular, but and then they switched that up. They've gone to Duke Johnson. Yeah, um, they well. use him as a bit of a battering ram. Um, you know, he's quite happy sort of running through and, and over uh, sort of linemen. Um, and uh, you know, the way they're starting to use Jalen Model as well. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a big problem. I think from the t- the Titans D is good. Uh, Dolphins offense is getting 
good. I mean, I still think that there's that area of stretching out the field where two has got to work on and try and work out. Um, they, well, I still think they're missing one player that can really stretch that field um, yeah. for them. But, but saying that, it, I mean, it was a big high do- dose of waddle gazicky waddle gazicky waddle gazicky going on and i tell you what mind you it's fine if they can't cope with it they can't cope with it but but is it if they can um you know it's just if they do have somebody because that, that can really open that field out then then defense have got to think again and if they get a run game going well there you go but well, yeah it's it's, it's hey, positive for dolphins yeah it is i mean after, after eight weeks i'm just happy to be you know if you told me after week eight we'd be the seventh seed i don't i i, I am I, I do appreciate the fact that the schedule has been soft you know it's not we've not so this weekend should be yeah you know, i just I, but, test, but i do think you've gone about your business though you know there's a lot of teams that just haven't um, which they have also had reasonably soft schedules and have sort of like either imploded or been mucking around with their rosters and changing stuff about when they probably shouldn't be. Okay, you can say injuries have come into it, but for the Dolphins, I think they've dealt with it pretty well so far. Yeah, and, they, it, and you know. one final point, um, and then we will move on. It's nice. I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, that everything's sort of slotted together after, you know, all the... the the Sean stuff died down and Flores wasn't having to field questions and that that sort of monkey seemed to be off to his back and then he Mate. just went on that roll where he was just you know he, he had the best sort of passer rating for I think four weeks on the bounce. Um, I think you got I think people have got to really start to take notice and starting to look at him as a top QB going forward. I think now you're starting to see that he's doing it on the big stage and it is a case of um yeah, where where's his ceiling? Nobody really knows at this moment in time. No, I, I think if we can get a better, and this is where the draft will be crucial. Um, we still need still need stuff in the O line. Uh, we need a better yeah. centre. We need a better tackle. But anyway, that's yeah. another time. So let's move on. Okay, so I've got um, Raiders at Colts. I'm going to start with the Raiders. Uh, it was a tough week, sixteen divisional matchup. Saw the Raiders get an impressive win when most people didn't really fancy them uh, against the Broncos. And I was one of those, really. Um, Max Crosby, he showed up and he got him, so he got his sixth sack of the season and he top scored with 18.5 points. But apart from Big Max, there wasn't not any real names to mention. Uh, even tackle machine Denzel Perriman didn't get over 10 points, um, which was a little bit of a shock. I know he's coming back from injury, but I'm sure that would have hurt a few rosters. Um, just a note on that, uh, Divine Diablo, who's sort of like been filling in at linebacker, he only registered one assisted tackle um, in the game. I think he got in, I think he got a knock. Not quite sure what his problem was. KJ Wright, he's on the COVID list. Um, so it is not pretty in that linebacker spot at this moment of time. So it's eyes on Perriman, especially for this week. If he is fit, good to go, and training in the right direction, he is a must-start. I know he's had a slight off week, and I've already seen, watched one person put him on their bench, um, move him out of a slot and put him onto their bench, and I thought, "Mm, okay, well, I wouldn't do it so far. Not against the Colts, because, you know, it's going to be heavy run. Well, we're going to, and this is why, because Carson Wentz at this moment in time is on the COVID list. A lot of talk about the because of these new protocols, he's going to be okay. Um, but again, you're gambling on him getting uh, these 
these uh, negative tests. So if obviously if he doesn't go, then it's going to be run, 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 run. That is all they will do. Um, I would think. Um, but if they don't, then you can look at the secondary. But I would be looking heavily on Perriman if um, if if you can. Um, with that in mind, also, you're going to have to look at Crosby and you're going to have to look at Ngokwe. They're all, also potential starters if the Colts have potentially a banged up. They, they've got a banged up O-line and a backup QB. It could be the same kind of thing that we've just seen, as we've just talked about, Miami did to the to the Saints. Um, looking at last week, though, uh, talking about what happened to the Colts, but Buda Baker, he top scored overall last week, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, I'll go on I'm speaking about um, the cards in a bit. Um, but there's potential points to be had because of that. If you think that it's such a big game and... I don't know. I just think the Raiders, if they look at if they look at that map, if they look at that matchup, there's definitely points to be had, and there's some sacks to be had on the Colts QB, whoever it may be. Going over to the Colts, um, it was a massive win for them against Arizona. Um, and linebacker EJ Speed, he stepped up and filled the gap left by uh, Darius Leonard, who uh, was on the COVID list last week. It should be back to normal. Darius Leonard should be back this week. So normal service should get resumed there. EJ Speed will not be relevant because of that. He still does a bit of linebacker, but his numbers will drop significantly. Um, so if you've looked at him and thought, oh, hello, maybe don't. Um, Okariki is also, he sort of, he had a bit of an underwhelming week, really, last week. I thought Bobby Okariki might score really highly, but I don't know whether it was the fact that he was playing with someone different to Leonard that may maybe mixed up his duties a little bit. Um, but I expect, it, like I said, if Leonard's back, Okariki will be back to normal. So I would expect him to him to score steady, and they are safe bets this week against the Raiders. Um, expect Kenny Moore to have a solid game as well. So he's somebody that I would be looking to start. I've toyed with the idea of him at DB. Whether I start him this week, he's one of these players that um, maybe the ceiling isn't as high. Uh, especially some of the Dallas DBs um, and some of the Dolphins DBs, maybe where you would look at them and go, "Oh, big, big playability." Maybe not so much there with Kenny Moore, but he is a steady Eddie, and um, it depends if you use it, if you're looking at that spot to 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 go steady, steady scoring and and good steady scoring. Kenny Moore is definitely a player to have. Um, yeah, and especially with the, I'm just looking at the, and especially with the use of the way they use Renfro, the Raiders, um, he gets a hell of a lot of targets over that middle of the field, looking at that sort of like 10, 10 15 yard yardage, um, which which pays it straight into somebody like Kenny Moore's sort of like tackle numbers. So, so yeah, I would definitely look at starting him. As for the actual matchup, that, that's it, sorry, talking about, they're the Raiders, the, the Raiders players that I mentioned. That is about it for the players that you should be looking at starting and the, the, the players that I've mentioned from the Colts. Anybody out of those, I, would, I wouldn't I would be starting them, not in finals week. Um, matchups for me are the Colts will win this one, I think. But I think it will be closer if Wentz is out. 
it does really throw things into the mix. But I still think the Colts are just going to be too strong um, uh, on their run game, especially. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, along with quite a few others, sort of over the Raiders, a bit of an apology because we, um, well, I wrote them off about two weeks ago. So they were pretty much on the beach, done everything, you know, they capitulated, it all been too much this season, blah, blah, blah. And then they bounced back with, you know, a couple of good wins and put themselves right back in the mix. Um, and again, I was I was for the Broncos. Uh, the Wentz thing is interesting, but as interesting as some of the defensive players coming back for the Colts. So, yes. um, and given the Colts will be sort of, they'll, they may well have one eye on that sort of, you know, they'll be praying for a Miami win, which is, I think the Dolphins beating the Texans, uh, the Texans, the Titans is probably arguably more likely to happen than the Raiders turning over the Colts. Um, yeah. So I think the Colts are going to be going out there going, look, you know, we, we've just got to take care of business and then hope that, you know, the Dolphins do us a bit of a favor and, and we're still looking at the division title. So um, yeah, the, the Wentz thing yeah. is, is interesting, but I am going to go with the Colts. You don't think the news um, that John Madden passed away, you know, might raise the uh, Raiders' temperature a little bit and they do something special out of the blue? Shit happens I, like that now and again. I, and you I know, go it's, it's, it's funny, yeah, and it was, um, yeah, I, 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 it would have been a shame if we'd gone all the way through the pod without without mentioning, you know, old John. Legend. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, like you say, stranger things have happened um, every week this season. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I no, I mean this is one of those. I mean you could have you could have both. You know the top two in in you know the south blowing it and losing, and and then they're sort of going into the final get. So yeah, no, I'm sure I, from the Colts, the Colts would have been like, oh no, that's not. You know, you know, it's one of these kind of worlds where you look at it and go, you know, he's such a a, a name in 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 Raiders. Um, history and uh, you know and it's going to be I would think it'd be quite I think it'd be quite emotional from that side and you know sometimes emotion can do to some of these players and it's yeah be interesting I I think if it if it would be played at the Raiders yeah yeah great it's a shame it's it's a shame really because I think that would be I I think out of respect for John they should move it to Vegas and just say (laughs) I'm sure the cult all things being equal (laughs) Sure, the Colts will be up for that. We'll, we'll pay for the flights. Could you just? Could, would you mind just shipping all your gear over to Vegas for Sunday, please? Yeah, um, brilliant. Yeah, but uh, no, that I think that if it were in Vegas, yes, I'd, I'd be more inclined to say it would have a, it would have a, a bigger factor. I think they'll be conscious of it, but I think with the game being at the Colts, yeah, that's going to take a little bit of the, the shine off it. But um, but yeah, it was it was sad news, you know. So yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so we've got um, we've got a load of skipping going on now. So we mentioned earlier that we get going to uh, not actual physical skipping, not unless Brendan's got something to show. Um, but um, no, I've only had two beers, so oh, no, too we'll too wait. early. Wait till later. Um, yeah. yeah, so so we've got games that we can skip. Um, three each. I've sort of like skipped two and a half in total. Brendan's got the full three so we we're now in a run of skip games so giants at bears was one of brendan's he skipped that um have you got anything just want to comment on quickly on that one very quickly um giants got battered by the eagles uh bears had a, a decent win against a, a poor sort of seahawks side um bears win for me idp value um 
not a great deal, really. Yeah. Nothing, nothing I'm going to get excited about. Hence, you know, it's it's not playoff relevant. Um, yeah. The only the only so. thing for me is, um, yeah, Bears. I've got the Bears winning it. I've got if Fields is healthy as well. I've got potentially potentially Justin Fields could have a bit of a day here. Um, this might be quite a nice way to sign off his sort of season where it's been a bit indifferent from him, but we could see something quite quite good from him towards the end. I, I think if he is fit, it'll be it'll be good, and he'll certainly have the support behind him. Um, Bobby Quinn's a big one in this one for me. I think I've noticed him. He's on somebody else's roster that's against me in one of the finals, and I've gone, oh, shit, I was looking for him. And there he was against the Giants. Who knows who is at QB? That is just one of those things. But even if it was, say, uh, Daniel Jones or whoever, to be fair, he's going to fancy his. Um, he's going to fancy it, and yeah, obviously uh, Roquan should score extremely well this week. Um, Giants, Giants wise, um, interesting. I mean, anybody who's quoting who. A Giants players at this moment in time without really knowing who the QB is going to be. Oh, I don't know if I would do it, but if Fields is healthy, oh, I don't know. You've really got a lot of players. You've got you've got a lot of players that potentially could be in play because if Fields has a has a bad day, it could be horrendous, and that could be you know it could be the big lads up front, Dexter Lawrence players like that, um, and then and then the secondary. And we know the Giants have got a decent secondary, so so yeah, interesting, interesting one really. But it depends a lot on on who is at the QB spot for both sides. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot, um, of, lot of unknowns. But again, yeah, a lot of, un- lot of unknowns going into most there of these games. So, so uh... the next game was one of my games, and that was Eagles at the Washington Football Team. Um, and I'm skipping that one. Uh, for me, that is an Eagles win, but if this is not a pretty match, this, um, in any sense of the game, I don't really know IDP-wise as well what to say about this because there's quite a, if you, uh, apart from the Eagles linebackers scoring particularly quite well, uh, the rest of it is a bit of a shit show for predictions. Mm. You could say Holcomb, um, People like Landon Collins, maybe I don't know, but it depends. It depends on what Eagles turn up as well. I mean, they're kind of an. Both teams are quite unpredictable when it comes to what they're doing at this moment in time. For me, I, I don't. I don't like it. Hence, me skipping it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I'd, I've got it down as an Eagles win. Uh, Washington mm. just got taken apart um at the weekend and and you'll get onto that later on but um yeah, yeah i think i i play safe um tj edwards yeah it's all about the linebackers for me um someone we haven't mentioned who who did have a i think a good game at the weekend um alex singleton he did have um, a good game so you know someone we've we've been sort of quite keen on when the eagles have turned in a good performance yeah i got um, see i've got i've gone him i've gone and actually picked him up this week i i, I, I like singleton i always have done yeah uh, yeah it's just a difficult it's the only difficulty is with the eagles is the fact that they've got multiple linebackers that all score particularly quite well hmm. and it's that tj edwards taking off singleton singleton taking off tj edwards kind of idea they don't work there's not like um it's not like Kendricks in Bar um, with the Vikings, where they've both got they've both got different. You know what you're going to get from either of them, but for yeah. me, with these two, you're kind of like, 
I'm not sure who's got the green dot after time. It seems to swap about. Um, not necessarily that it ever seems to go to single. T- well, it did at the start of the season, but um, yeah, just 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 I just find them really difficult to predict. And Washington got more things um, wrong than right. I would say on both of those teams this year. I just don't. I think, for, and especially in finals week, finals week, you're probably looking at trying to uh, put you you give me. Banking on the safer bets more than taking the punt. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's why, and you know, I'm not going to apologise for it necessarily, but a lot of what I think we're both covering off in the matchups this week are, yes, we're looking at the safer. matchups. Yeah, and any sort of waiver pickups that, speaking personally, anything I've highlighted, I am sort of qualifying it like, yes, you could go and get Azabian Howard, and yes, he might turn up with a pick, but. It wouldn't it wouldn't be something I'd be sort of banking on going into the week seventeen sort of finals. Um, so any pickups you're looking at, you are really consistent. Really, yeah, yeah. Go, or go, as go. much consistency as you can. Hopefully, yeah. the waiver wire. So. Exactly, and and you got it. I mean, it is you know there is a there is a f- element of uh, like there is always in the defensive side of it. You know, you're 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 banking on the offense doing what you think that they'll do so i mean it is it is a it is difficult because there are two sides of this story consistently um but but yeah but yeah when it comes to the when it comes to these like you said yeah go for those consistent players the next one for you was bucks at jets and you skip that one yeah um, um i think it's just a, a fairly you've got your safe bets again Without wanting to sort of sound too boring for the Bucks, Shaq's um, out, isn't he? No, Shaq's out. For the season. Yes, yeah, I think so. Um, so again, you know, you, you can you can look down that Bucks. You're not there's not going to be anything out of the ordinary. There's not going to be anyone from the Bucks you pick up on the waivers. Um, they they are going to beat the Jets. Um, you know, that's a given. I know. You know, the Jets had a decent performance. Oh, I see. I've got I've got I've got the I've got the Jets in this. Really? On a shocker? Yeah, I've got a couple of shocks, and this is one of them. Okay. I don't know what I don't know why I just got this I just got this feeling I just I did, got this en- feeling. I did enjoy I mean credit to Zach Wilson I mean that rushing that that scramble for the touchdown was quite impressive but, but what was the tackling about I don't understand why nobody just nailed him I th- I think no idea but um, I mean look I know I know you can get I know obviously you've got to be careful both tackling the QB or so say but Jesus that was taking the piss really well, I'm, I'm curious you've you've sort of Tweak my curiosity now. So the Jets winning. I just feel. I just feel that the thing. The thing is with the. I think that. I think that this game. This we game. Think the Bucks are potentially putting their one of those few teams that maybe are putting their feet up a little bit. Or. Um. I just feel that. I mean, they might have found something in Keyshawn Vaughan that is. Um. Which. I mean, we all hoped for it last season. To be fair, when uh, a draft is a, a, a rookie and and and. I was quite high on him, and obviously he fell down the depth chart pretty sharpish, um, and we only saw slight glimmers of him. And now, obviously, with uh, Fournette out, the backup to Rojo, and he had a, he had a he had a game at the weekend, and it'd be just interesting to see whether. I mean, I like both of them in this. I've got Rojo in a lot of teams, and I, I think Rojo will score big this week. And I, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think I I think Keyshawn Vaughn could as well, but I think. What what will happen is this game will turn into a bit of a shootout, um, and the Jets will just go for it. 
and I just got a feeling that they might do all right. Because the thing is, is that's the best way to play the Bucks for me, is go for them. If you sit back and give them too much respect, um, you're in for a hard day, I think. But I think if you can, if you can go and attack that that secondary that is potentially really banged up again, um, you know they got they they've got problems. They've got problems at the moment. The Bucks and they'll have one eye on on making sure that the people that they have got still around are going to be fit. They're not going to be going well. They're not going to be breaking their backs. That uh, this I don't know. Well, we will see. I mean, I, I know they've still got a bit to play for, but I don't know. Don't know. I just got a feeling. Anyway, um, so okay. I'm. Ah, uh, you're skipping that one. Like you said, I'm going yeah. Jets just for, just just because I am. Um, and I'm skipping the next one. I've got Texans at 49ers. Now that's me skipping that. Um, Niners to win it, but uh, I mean they're. It sounds like Jimmy G's out. If Jimmy G's out and Trey Lance plays, I'm I'm I was high on Trey Lance, like a lot of others were. But what we've seen of Trey Lance is, I don't know. I just feel that that might not go very well at all for them. It might not go well at all for the 49ers this week. I don't know why. I just got this feeling that um, the Texans the Texans are a difficult team. To, to play against, especially when you you can't you ne- all year they've been one of those teams that you can't really write off or they de- they never go down without a bit of a fight you know they score quite well they, and defensively they tackle their hearts out um, scored very well on Sunday <laughs> exactly you know what I mean yeah I mean what's his name Davis Mills isn't it uh, yeah. QB yeah, yeah he, oh, fair play to him this and this is it see the thing is with the Niners is they're they're not We've, they've potentially got, if you look at it, they've potentially got their starting running back and their starting QB out injured. That's what they've got. You know, Elijah Mitchell and um, and now Jimmy G with trailer. Oh, I don't know. Does It just it just feels like people are going, oh, yeah, the Niners will do this and do that. And you go, well, based on what? What are you basing it on? They chose Jimmy G over Trey Lance. Because they yeah. felt that Jimmy G was the right way to go. They must know that Trey Lance needs a season out. And now you're asking him to go in and potentially finish the season for him. Okay. Don't know. Well, I don't know if I'd be that confident. I think the problem with the Niners is that I think a lot of people like them going into the season. I was one of them. Yeah, uh, me. I thought, you know, potentially. But I think week to week, we a lot of people carry on tipping the Niners on the basis of how they sh- what they should produce on the field, the I way know. we would like them to play, Great. and it totally just agree. doesn't seem to I, pan out. I mean, it's I look. Really I love. I I love watching the Niners. They're my they're my team, not to support or anything like that, but they're they're my team to watch. I just love it. I love the use of Debo Samuel. I like Ayuk. Uh, Elijah Mitchell looks really good. Trey Lance obviously looks good. Good. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's just they're just a great team to watch and when they're on it they're bloody brilliant when they're not it's like oh god it's like you said it is it's frustrating because you always go but look at the ability and look at the schemes and look at what they can do and then you go but then they've had a nightmare you know so it can be frustrating sometimes watching them the next game was broncos at chargers yeah i'm i'm jumping over this one purely and this kind of epitomizes what we've just been touching on in so much as you're looking for 
going into this final sort of, you know, week 17 fantasy sort of, you know, clash for all you people in sort of finals, you know, send me an email, let me know what it's like. Um, but you want that consistency and I just don't see it in either. I mean, we've just touched on the Texans who just put, what was it? 41 points up on the Chargers on Sunday. And you just think, and I just, for these two teams, I took the Broncos to beat the Raiders. Um, I, I didn't really see that Chargers result come in. And you think, yeah, I'm just not, yeah. I've not been keen on the, a lot of the Chargers defense all season. I've been keen in fits and starts on the Broncos secondary but not an awful lot else. And this was just one of those games where you went, I don't really know which way it's going to go. Um, you know, they both arguably got things to play for, but I just, yeah, I just didn't, didn't like the, didn't like the matchup. Um, could be, could be an entertaining, if rather messy game. I don't, I really, I, it's that one on the list. I'm going, I really don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I must say out of all the games, I, I would have said this one is a, uh, it's it's a it's the one where you I would swerve it like mad if you were if you were telling games to bet on and exactly what they would look like I don't know uh, like you said uh, we backed the Broncos last week and they didn't really turn up against the Raiders um, and then obviously the Chargers I mean what I know missing Eckler Eckler will be back this week it looks like so I mean I think that makes a big difference to them I know they run the ball well through Justin Jackson but at the end of the day he's a backup he's a backup running back and it's the way that they use him the the threat's not really going to be there in in a few other um not as a different it's a different entity with Eckler um but yeah yeah I agree I agree I've got I've got the Chargers winning it yeah but yeah, I'm not really, not really invested in it. I don't think. No, 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 me neither. One game I am investing in is the next one that I've got, and that's the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Okay, Cardinals. So I mentioned earlier, Buddha Baker. At last, he has joined the party with a big performance in Week 16. It's the first time that he's been over 20 points this season, which is huge, really. When you think of Buddha Baker, you're talking top. Two, three, maybe even top, uh, top pickup DB safety uh, uh, in the past three years. Buddha Baker is bang up there because what they do is they use him in the box. They use him floating around. He's there for picks. He's there for sacks. He's there for everything. Tackle number's good. He can fly around and do what he likes. It's like having a free roll. That's often what Buddha Baker gets. Um, this season's been really different for him. And then suddenly, last week, it was like we've had Buddha back. And he was flying about all over the place. He um, he got to the QB twice and he got himself a sack. He stops, he top scored with a huge 33 overall. He, this is overall he's top scored. 33.50 points, including 12 tackles. Like I said, a sack, two tackles for a loss. He is an absolute must-start this week because if the Cardinals are going to be able to beat the Cowboys, they're going to need this kind of performance by somebody like this because playing against the Cowboys at this moment in time is going to be difficult. It's difficult on offense and it's difficult on defense. Um, they've They've hit some form for me, the Cowboys. Um, and I'll go on to that in a minute. Um, 
the cards didn't look great though as a whole, and that's what worries me in the matchup um, to, uh, against the Colts. And this this week's going to be a completely another tough tough test. Apart from Buddha Baker, the usual star players are in line for a decent um, uh, week. I would say this week. So you so you Jordan Hicks, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, maybe, but none for me are are sort of nailed on big score plays um, due to Dak, really. Uh, Dak mixes it up. Um, I don't know how many run plays they'll have, how much they, what what percentage they'll do things at. However, you know, you've got to look at players. Like I said, the big name players will still score particularly quite well floor. It's just that ceiling is a little bit dodgy. If it's anywhere, Buddha Baker's your man for me. This is a big game, and he's a big name, and this is this is one which, yeah, Buddha, Buddha could score well. Um, flipping over to the Cowboys, wow, it was an. I know the score, the score was huge. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was in the end. I haven't got that written down. Fifty-four, fourteen, something stupid, something, something like yeah. something like that against Washington, and it did flatter them slightly. The offense. Um, I know if anybody's been watching, they, they've got this going on in the Cowboys franchise. They've got this offense versus defense scoring thing going on at this moment in time. Who's going to beat the other one? And it's quite interesting to watch it, but it was sort of not really fair on the defense this week because they were absolutely brilliant again, um, the defense. Uh, offense was great. Don't get me wrong, but um, the defense really done it again. Every time the Washington got on the field, it just looked like they they were going to be off quicker than they got on. It was it was crazy. Um, up front and in the secondary, these boys are absolutely lights out at the moment. I'll just go through the week sixteen points for you, and this is why you talk about these players. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, 28 points, a sack. I know he got the IDP touchdown, but somebody's got to get it at this moment in time, and they are likely to get one. It's it's just on the pressure. The fact that they, the fact that they, the way they tackle, they do. They're trying to punch the ball out consistently, and you know what? It happens. And um, yeah, it's another IDP touchdown for the for Dallas and Demarcus Lawrence. I think it's his first of his career. 28 points he scored. The next one down is 15.5 points. Mika Parsons, going to be rookie defensive player of the year. He got to the QB twice, and one of them was the sack. Um, so that's the boys up front. Then we're going on to the DBs now. 15 points, Trevon Diggs. Um, his 11th interception of the year. Incredible. Um, 12.5 points, uh, Jaron Curse. He also got a sack and got to the QB. But Curse, actually, his his tackle numbers are ex- extremely good good there's other players in db as well um anthony brown's another one to mention but those four especially demarcus lawrence micah parsons trevon diggs jaron curse all four i would i'd like them all um and they're players that i would have around my squad and if you're talking about finals this is a big game this cardinals cowboys game I just feel that there's going to be big plays, and do you know what? It's going to come from the D. It's going to come from one or the one or the other. Probably both at some stage in the game. There'll be a pick. There'll be something that will happen that will change that game because they'll be so fired up for it. This is an absolute great game on the slate. This one, 
It should be. It should be an absolute. It, I think it'll be a shootout. And uh, for me, Dallas win as the moment I have them stronger on offense and on defense than the Cardinals at this moment in time. Yeah, I I, I agree. <clears throat> I think, um, and especially looking at the you know the the matchup um, in the Cards division, that I'm I'm about to sort of jump on in a minute. I, I think I think the Cards may have blown it. Um, I know. No, I, I mean, you were. I was a big sort of defender. We've we've kind of, you know, I spent the earlier part of, of sort of the season on the pod, sort of defending the cards. Whereas you were, you know, a bit sort of tired of anyone banging on about how good they they can be, should be, would be, are, whatever. Um, and we liked the defense if it could all click and all the rest of it. And then okay, they've had their injury issues and Kyler and the ankle problem and all the rest of it, but. They've just underperformed in games where, I don't know, they just, I don't think it's there. And I, I think the Rams will take the division if if they're not. Yeah. Gonna, I like the Cowboys, as you say. Uh, yeah, me. I like the Cowboys. I just got a feeling with the Cowboys, they just seem to be, this is the right time for them. And I just feel that there's a few bits that are just coming together when it comes to this, this team. There's a, been a few moans and groans throughout the year. And now, like, you know, you had the Cooper thing, uh, Amari not getting used enough in red zone opportunities. Bang, straight again this week. He's getting used. He's got to be start actually this week. Um, but but it's 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 these little sort of bits that where where I don't know, and when you look at you look at where the Cardinals are, and the Cardinals are just in a a state of a bit of disarray at this moment in time, exactly what they're doing. Where they're going, offense is not quite clicking. Kyler's in the right still for me. No, uh, I mean I, I said a few weeks ago I I worried because they'd had such a good start to the season. Then he had the injury. Whether they'd rushed him back because it yeah. looked like certainly the the first week or two. And I I just wonder whether he's. I don't think he's hundred um, percent. I, I worry about the whole thing with Kyler as well. I mean. I'm I'm a fan of him. I've got a lot of shares of him in, in fantasy this year. Um and it's kinda worked for me, kinda not. Um I don't know whether I will next year. I certainly I don't think I'll be drafting him in anywhere as high as I did this year. Just because it's this feeling of being found out slightly. And like you said, it could be injury that's not making him do the things. But that worries me as well because the thing is, is that means that if he's got a knock and he's not hundred percent and he can't do what Kyler can usually do, then we can all see it. You know what I mean? When you know that Josh Allen or you know that Dak could be carrying injuries or whatever, but still managing to put it up. I know everyone's thinking, oh, he's he's still doing his job or whatever mm. it is. Um. So but yeah, yeah I, I I take the Cowboys in this one. Um. I. I like him to go a long way in the postseason. Mm, uh, I, can't, is, I, I can't. Yeah, I agree. I really I, agree I just. I mean, and this is roundabout, and you you know you know me better than anyone. But it's roundabout. I will I will generally always put three to four, you know, bets on just prior to the playoffs. You know, just when the the odds are still semi sort of reasonable. And I'd say the Cowboys would be one I'd I'd be I'd be sticking a few quid on. For uh, me, this game, this game means an absolute lot for uh, 
seeing exactly where the Cowboys are at this point in time. I think it'll be a real interesting game, this one. And I think they could make, if they make a statement, like, this is this is the game to do it in. This really is the game to do it in for yeah. me. And, you know, Dallas fans behind them. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Right. Talking about, talking about that, Cardinals. Right, go on. Do the Rams, Bren. Talk let's have about a look at the Rams. Right, uh, Rams at the Ravens. So uh, let's start very briefly with the Ravens, and we've already touched on them. And you do have to feel somewhat. I know Nate won't feel sorry. I feel sorry uh, for I the do. Ravens. I do really. <laughs> Um, really. he's, he's not that he's not that cold and calculated. T Higgins, honestly. fucking T Higgins. Carry on. <laughs> but, so yeah, I mean they've been they've been beaten by the Bengals as I mentioned, but I mean they you give them some credit. They do keep sort of battling away and fighting despite everything. But let's be honest, I mean they've been one of the teams, if not the team, that's just been battered more than anyone by you know COVID and injuries and misfortune. Anyway, so. Uh, which means yeah. you know, in the recent loss, the IDP sort of week 16 highlights are not too much to write home about. Um, although, to be fair, the DB, um, Tony Jefferson, um, top scored. Yes, that Tony Jefferson, the one we mentioned every <laughs> week. Uh, <laughs> 24 and a half points, including a, you know, a sack. Uh, he's been called up from the practice squad, uh, but he's not going to be available this week. <laughs> <laughs> Tony go. Jefferson. That's Tony Brilliant. Jefferson, one and done. That's it. That's you'll never see him again. Um Patrick Queen, solid game, 18 points. Um, you know, second week run and he sort of racked up that sort of score. And at DL, uh someone else we I don't think we've ever mentioned, Broderick Washington. Yeah, he had a sack, 14 points. Uh, the Rams, on the other hand, like most of the preseason favourites, and we've mentioned one or two already, seem to be sort of they're, they're stringing wins together at just the right time, um, including the win over the Vikings on Sunday, thirty to twenty-three. Even with Matt Stafford having a bit of a mare, which he did, um, Mr. Donald was at it again, uh, just under thirty points, one sack, couple of QB hits, three tackles for a loss. And it was just a general pain in the ass all day for Mike Zimmer and, and the Vikings. A um, couple of players I doubt we've mentioned this season for the Rams. Uh, linebacker Travin Howard had a decent day with 17 mm-hmm. and a half points. Uh, and tackle Greg Gaines um, in the DL had 17 points. Um, although, to be fair, despite the fact we haven't mentioned him, he has had four and a half sacks this season. His stats are yeah, not bad. Uh, but again, we're talking about sort of safe safe bets this week. Uh, Troy Reader at linebacker, 16 points. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he only had the 13 points, but looking at the games, he did a, a pretty bang-up job of, of keeping old JJ quiet uh, for the Brilliant. Vikings. So, um, yeah, but good coverage doesn't always translate to good fantasy points, unfortunately. <laughs> um, matchup, yeah, I, it's a bit one-sided. Um you know, credit, as I say, to the Ravens to still be in the playoff mix at eight and seven with all the, you know, the personnel problems they've had, but they've lost four on the bounce, and um, with the exception of top tackler Patrick Queen, um, there's no one else really from a fantasy perspective that you you would be looking at or even could look at because you don't know who's going to be playing um, sort of week to week lately for the Ravens. Uh, I have picked this game as one of the highlighted fives rather than swerve it. A little bit unkindly because of the state the Ravens are in at the moment. Um, I think, you know, in this crucial fantasy sort of playoff weekend, as we've touched on, the Rams are one of those teams I'd be looking to 
possibly load up a couple of players. Um, Aaron Donald goes without saying. Linebackers, Troy Reader and Leonard Floyd, um, a bit of a mixed bag. Reed is a tackle leader, but no sacks. Floyd's on about half as many tackles on 30, but has nine sacks on the season. So, assuming Lamar Jackson starts, he has been sacked 38 times this season. So, if you're looking to, depending on who you've got, obviously, Troy Reader, again, is one of those good tackle numbers, sort of fairly safe bets at linebacker. But if you're after a big play, then, you know, Leonard Floyd is, you know, is the main man at sort of the Rams in terms of sack numbers. Um, DB's, Again, looking at sort of safety first, no pun intended. Um, safety Jordan Fuller, uh, 101 tackles this season. Um, he's had a quiet couple of weeks either side of the COVID sort of protocol, but I would expect a better, busier week from him uh, this week. Uh, like I said, the Ravens will, they'll try and compete. They'll try and fight. I expect it to be, you know, it won't be a blowout by the Rams. Um, so, you know, and technically the, the Ravens obviously are still in the hunt. Um, any outside picks for the Rams on the waivers? There's nothing, obviously, on the uh, the Ravens. Um, but looking at the Rams briefly, I would have a look at safety Taylor Rapp, to be honest, if you are short um, at DB. 81 tackles on the season, three picks, one and a half sacks, fumble recovery. His fancy numbers are inconsistent. That would be my only sort of reservation. But I if you are going to pick him up this week and you are short, I do, I would like someone like Taylor Rapp against the Ravens potentially because, you know, they are, they are struggling on both sides of the ball. Um, so, you know, Rapp could do okay against this Ravens offense. Um, yeah. Rams win for me. My only concern would be Stafford's going to have to play better as they sort of roll on into the, the postseason. But um, yeah, I, I can't see the Ravens doing anything in this game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of, with you really um the ravens are, i've just seen lamar's been limping today in practice so he may not be going anyway so they're in they're in the right old state to be fair um the rams yeah um talk about stafford yeah the long term side of things for the um rams obviously with this is our last part of this um season so just just on that i i don't think i don't think the rams have I know they've kind of gone in on 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 what they've done with with Beckham and um, uh, Von Miller and stuff like that. They've gone in this season to win it. I just I don't know whether they've got enough. They don't feel like they have at this moment in time because of Stafford's form, and I I just just doesn't feel quite right. They need to get that running game. I think that's why they're rushing. I I don't know what we'll see of. Um, Cam Akers, possibly. Cam Akers, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what we'll see. I mean, that's ex- incredibly quick. Um, and I'm not sure whether that's going to be a plus thing for him. But in this game, I mean, you've got to fancy the Rams. The Ravens secondary, like I mentioned again, is absolutely shocking. Um, if you're in a final, I, I can't see how, you know, you've, you've got to have a look. They, the Ravens couldn't deal with Higgins, Chase and Boyd last week, all three of them. So cut Beckham and Van Jefferson are massive plays this week. Mm. So that that's that's how it is. That's that's an absolute bang on fact. Um doesn't matter what QB starts for the Ravens, secondary wise from um from them they just can't perform. Um so yeah. 
No, yeah. it's, it's an interesting point on the Rams because, you know, like we said with the, you know, the Von Miller trade a few weeks ago, it was indicative of just how invested they were in going all the way. And it had to be, it kind of had to be this season. Um, but the, the QB situation is, I'm, I completely agree, mate. I, I think it's, he has, he has too many games where, he, I don't know. I, mean, I, fully, I, I quite like A fully fit it, Ravens but, team. I'd be mm. all over the Ravens in this. Mm. I'd think they'd be able to neutralise everything. Maybe not. Maybe not Cup because the thing is, is every team seems to be trying to neutralise Cup, and no one seems to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's and that, that's the key thing, I think, and that's why the Rams potentially, you know, could go a bit further than maybe we think in the postseason. Because despite the fact that he was picked off, what three times at the weekend, despite the fact that he had a, a very poor performance, he still hit. Cut for I think what ten targets and over a hundred yards and you know when he's when he's having an off day they seem to be able to to do it and and they yeah. I think what I think the impressive thing on the weekend was you know someone I I sort of pulled off waivers a week or two ago not that it, you know did me much good with other injuries but um, you know leaning on players like Sony Michelle and they kind of sort of found a way as good teams do to win on the weekend despite the QB having a bit of a shit show um, excellent but, signing Sony Michelle. But Stafford long term, the problem is going to be going into the draft. I mean, you know, unless someone's something's changed drastically, this isn't a great, you know, QB draft. So it'd be interesting to see. Do they? I don't know. We'll wait and see what what um, the front office decide to do with the Stafford situation. But it is um, interesting. It is an interesting one with Stafford. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by him this year, which has been a bit of a shocker. I was so. As soon as they drafted him, I thought, oh, my God, this is gold. Obviously, from being NFC North um, and follow, following that division, I knew how good a QB um, potentially Stafford is. His arm is is incredible. Um, and he has underwhelmed. It just hasn't quite hasn't quite gone there. Um, like, it, like, like when if you'd have watched some of the games from the Lions, games that he just won on his own, to be fair. Him and Golladay at that time, both of them, to be fair, have just not fulfilled their potential. Thank God Scott Dafford's been done better than do, Golladay there. But I do wonder, is it a case of, you know, I don't know, is it the old adage of, you know, a big fish in a small pond and, and he's maybe not that expectation a bit. that's come with the Rams jersey and... Um, a little bit. I think, I think with all QBs, I think the thing is, is when you... Um, when you've got so many options and potentially, you know, uh, so many choices, so many people, so many mouths to feed, so many people to keep happy. This is the thing like um, that I felt with Baker Mayfield. I think that that was a big problem that Baker Mayfield's had, um, you know, uh, especially with Odell Beckham, which was that uh, uh, constantly making sure that he feeds everybody that's out there because else not only and wins the game, so he's got two jobs to do. He's got to keep he's got to keep everybody happy and win the game. And this is the thing. It suddenly becomes where if you've seen with Cup, I mean Cup gets such a high percentage of targets, which is interesting. Really, really interesting to see. And and fine, but I just wonder sometimes whether it's um yeah, Stafford going back to his old ways in a way where he targets the only sort of like 
receiver that he trusts. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just that it's sometimes it's, it's going to be interesting to see, and like you said, in the future and see whether they they believe in that that way moving forward. But well, as a as a very clever sort of segue into it, would Russ Wilson be a because there's a lot of mutterings coming out of Seattle at the moment, but um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, I think, I think one, one of them's going. Whether it's Pete or Russ, I think after the season they've had, I, I just can't see how they can go into next season at Seattle with. But as you said, segue into it, right? So now this game, like Lions at Seahawks, so. People look at that and go, well, this is obviously one that you probably should have skipped or that you would have highlighted to skip. And yeah, you're right. But IDP-wise and pickup-wise, this is why I've brought this game in because both teams take sacks and lots of them. Um, Jalen Reeves-Mabin at linebacker and especially Charles Harris are my tips for players from the Lions to consider in this one. Um, We know about Russ. Russ Wilson continues to get hit. He continues to hit the turf. And I think I predict that he will do a few more times this week. Um, Even rookie Derek Barnes, possibly. He's a a star um, for the Lions. But those three, especially, um, especially Charles Harris, I must say, if you're talking about the sack count, this is one of those games where you could see, I think Harris was there a couple of weeks ago. He had the game against Arizona, top scored out of everybody, 30-odd points. Now, when you're talking about winning your leagues, this is a matchup where it could be a make-or-break one. It's a great one. Um, Also, though, flipping it over to the Seahawks, Carlos Dunlap he had a massive week 16. He got two um, sacks. Um, so did uh, Rasheen Green. Now, Green's a risky play anyway because he didn't uh, really fit figure. But Dunlap, I like. Um, and, and yeah, and, and you're talking about that big playability. That on both sides, the Seahawks and the Lions, there could be there could be some big points there. At linebacker from the Seahawks side, obviously Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, their must starts. Um, two other players I'm going to know as well, secondary players, uh, Quandre Diggs and safety Ryan Neal, the guy that's filling in for Jamal Adams. Um, they're both worth a start. Uh, Ryan Neal was, he didn't really fulfill last week. I think he scored sort of mediocre points, um, but he's there depending on how he's used in this game. He could be potentially one of those uh, safeties that um, gets allowed to come up into the box and make some plays. So I've got the Seahawks to win this. Um, but like I said, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling that the highest scorer IDP-wise could come from this game. Um, Seahawks to win it. But I'm rooting for Dan Campbell and the and the Lions. I really hope I really hope I I get that wrong. I actually want the Lions to win big time, and just because the Seahawks are absolute just dog shit, they got they just too they've got ability all over the field, and they can't put it together. They look lost. 
I thought it was a poor display. I know the weather what the weather played into it, but they they should have been able to. I mean, fuck's sake, they should know how to play in those conditions. Um, and they just looked again, just lacking lacking in um, belief. Uh, lots of things really, but yeah, yeah. For me, for me, I, I want the want the Lions to win, but I do think the Seahawks take it because they're at home, and I just think it might just be a little bit too much for the Lions to go there. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the Lions. <laughs> yeah, go on. I I just you I know, know I don't know why. I don't, I've, the more I've, the more I've looked really, at it. I've really developed a quite a fond. You know, quite a fondness for the Lions. I know. For, you know, for all they've been utter, utter gash for most of the season. Um, but, you know, they just, they stick at it. They've got, you know, I've never been Goff's number one fan. I don't, you know, but the, 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 gradually over the last couple of weeks have been some decent performances. They've been on defence, have been, you know, Harris is one. Um, Antoloni was, was a player who had said, you know, when fit, I quite like him. Um, he's still a pretty poor team, but it's, I don't know. They've got, I, I think they've got more character about them at this it's moment certain. in time than the Seahawks by a country 100%, mile. 100%, mate. 100%. Um, and as, he, as I, we started off with my very clever segue into this game, but, you know, I don't, <laughs> I just, I, the Seahawks just look, and not for the first time with the, but the so whole first- they are frustrating to the point of when you look. I mean, you can name that. You can name the team, right? It's, you can name the offense, defense. A lot of those players, as you put them out, you go, "Yeah, I tell you what, it's it's too good." You know, it's that old famous thing from the old Premier League. They're too good to get relegated. And you look at the Seahawks, and you go, "They're one of those teams. They're one of those teams where you go, they just." I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. Why they can't string together. Um, there was there was get there was parts of the game against Chicago which they looked phenomenal. They have one play and you go bang 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 down the field and you go that's what we want to see. Next play, it honestly looks like that they've never even met each other. Hmm. It, you know what I mean? It's it's constantly disjointed, and I don't. It must be so frustrating being a Seahawks fan this year. I just just knocked it on the head, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, an absolute shocker. But no, yeah, but I I do I do genuinely think this this Carol Wilson thing is going to come to head, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it happens before the end of the regular season. Yeah, um, there's an awful lot of you know noise and mutterings coming out of Seattle that you know something's going to happen. I think so. I mean, last season was different. Because the Seahawks were still, uh, there was elements of there were some great games last season where the Seahawks were lights out. Russ scored at you know everything. Some games which were like the glimmer of hope to say, look, this is what the offense can be, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I think he stayed another year. This year, I just think that God, he must I might be down to him, but. I don't know. I, I still don't think it is. I still don't think it is. I still think he's. I still think he's an elite QB. But that's a personal per, uh, opinion. Um, yeah. uh, right. So yeah. Just 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 to clarify. Just to clarify one thing on that. Now, obviously, we've been talking about players that we know that we uh, you nailed on players. The players that are going to be consistent and stuff like that. If you are in a game in your final and you are predicted. You don't think you're going to win it. Put it this way. You've got no chance you're going to win it. You're miles behind. 
you don't think you're going to be in there um and you've got dl spots and you've got out there this is the kind of game which i'm talking about where charles harris Jalen Reeves, maybe they could be chucked into those spots to be able to give you that. You know, okay, it might all come crumbling down and they might not score anything, but they might score massive, and that's the difference in this one. This is a proper boom or bust call, put it that way. So, yeah, this is where I would go if I was going for it this game here because it could well, this is a shit show, really, isn't it? Well, it's not, but you know. Can't say that about the Lions, bless them. They've been trying their hearts out. Right, let's, go let's on, where are we going? Fluffy socks. Yeah, so my last game of the weekend. Um, your Vikings at Green Bay. So you give me the Vikings again this week, haven't you? It's because you won. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> they won. It's only because they won. Um, so, yeah. Um, where are we starting? So... Vikings first. Uh 30-23 loss um to the Rams leaves the Vikes, you know, seven and eight. Um and they're gonna have to win two remaining games to, to make the postseason. Um on the plus side, IDP wise, linebacker Anthony Barr had a great IDP day, um to make eight and a half points. Um second and third picks of the season. We've already touched on um Stafford sort of lobbing around a bit. So we had uh, he had two of them. And um, at safety, uh, Xavier Woods with 19.5 points, he had the third. So um, yeah, both had good games. And on the other side, uh, Harrison Smith at safety picked up sort of 16.5 points. So um, they were sort of the highlights uh, for the Vikes. Packers had a close Christmas Day win, 24-22 over the Browns um, to clinch the NFC North again. Sorry about that. Um but, you know, it wasn't vintage Packers and they did give the Browns sort of, you know, a couple of windows sort of back into the game. Yeah. But the Packers defence, once again, stepped up, um, did what sort of good defences need to do. Uh, linebacker Rashan Gary top scored 25 and a half points, including a couple of sacks, taking him to eight and a half on the season. He's someone I've highlighted before. Um, good play in this one. And, and he is still out there on the waivers. I'll come back to sort of Rashan a little later. Um so he's still on the waivers, unlike fellow linebacker Devondre Campbell, who obviously isn't. Um, picked up 22 points, including another 13 tackles. And then at DB, um, someone I did highlight last week, I said I fancied him to pick off Baker. Well, actually did, and did it twice, um, and picked up sort of 22 and a half points for good measure, was um, the corner, Rashil Douglas. Razzle Douglas. Um, so, yeah, every once in a while I do get things right. Um, so, but looking at the matchup, um, IDP-wise, um, for the Vikings, again, in light of what's at stake this weekend, as far as the Vikings go, I would be conservative. I would play safe. Um, Rogers and his Packers offense are relatively stingy when it comes to sacks and turnovers. But, you know, the Vikings will compete. I mean, as we well know, with the exception of the Niners game back in November, win or lose, they've been in every game until late, very late in a lot of cases. Um, so, you know, in a competitive matchup, I, you know, I'm going with the, the Vikings sort of three busiest top tackling players, really. Um, and that's going to be Eric Kendricks and the safeties, Harrison Smith and slightly less rostered Xavier Woods. Um, I think he, he might find him sort of floating around on 
one or two waivers. Um, Packers kind of had the same problem, really. I mean, Cousins, I, I know Mike Zimmer's not a big fan of Cousins, but to be fair, you know, he's well down the list for picks and sacks this season. Um, you know, doesn't turn the ball over too cheaply. So safe bets for the Packers this week are going to be, you know, obviously Devondre Campbell at linebacker, got 138 tackles on the, the season so far, plus a couple of sacks and picks for good measure. Um, and with 84 on the season, top tackling safety, Adrian Amos, um, he's also got a couple of picks. He's, you know, probably a fairly safe bet. If you want to take a punt on a pickup for a big play, and I've, I've said I'll come back to him, Rashawn Gary. Um, I do like in this, he's, he's trending up, obviously, off the back of last weekend. Um, but with eight and a half, he's the Packers sack leader. And the nice thing about Rashawn Gary is, we've said this numerous times this season, he can be you know slotted in at DL as well. Um, so if you're looking for someone to come up with, you know, a sack and um, also for the second week running, I am going to suggest looking at Douglas. Yeah. Um, he's still out there on a lot of waivers. Um, and I'm, I'm le- I'm looking at him not because I expect him to get another couple of interceptions, but with 53 tackles, 12 passes defended five picks off, off just 10 games this season. I think they'll do kind of what the Rams or they'll try and do what the Rams did and I think they'll they'll put him on Justin Jefferson watch now normally that would mean if you've got a corner sort of looking to do that the QB sooner or later is going to start looking the other way uh, which means that the corner isn't necessarily going to score potentially high because once that QB realizes that you know he's up against good sort of man-to-man coverage um, he's going to start looking for other targets the problem the Vikings are going to have is where else is he going to go? I mean, Thielen's just been confirmed um, mm. on IR. Um, I think that just came through this afternoon. Yeah. So, you know, Cousins, I think there's a danger in this game that Kirk Cousins, despite the coverage, it may not be Douglas. I still think he'll have a good game, yeah. but I think they are going to isolate and identify Jefferson exactly as the Rams did. And I think the danger for the Vikings is Kirk Cousins will be left with no option other than to try and force throws in there. Um, because of the, you know, he's short on other options elsewhere. So, um, so that's it on the IDP side. Summing the game up, I was quite upbeat on the Vikings last week, um, and I have enjoyed watching them. I did tip them to beat the Rams. Um, I think what would concern me as a Vikings fan is for Stafford to have a poor day. Like, yes, I know Sonny Michel and other players stepped up, but. Um, they didn't really, for me, capitalise on on the picks and, and Stafford's poor performance. Um, so, reluctantly, I am going to go with the Packers this week. They just seem to be, again, one of those teams, one of those favourites, one of those experienced playoff teams that's just just ticking over, just doing enough. Defence is playing well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think unfortunately it's maybe. Um, I agree. Maybe I agree. I, the, the playoff road for the the Vikes. I agree. I think there's there's a few things that are playing into uh, the Packers' hands in this game, and I think um, Thielen out for the rest of the season is one. Um, Jer Alexander is the guy that is back. Um, if Jer is back, and he is probably one of the best corners in the game, um, he will mark Jefferson. And he will 
if he is fully back, mm. then he will. Um, but that said, I still think Russell Douglas is it a real good shout. I think he is a real good shout. I like him. And the thing is, is what will happen is that he'll have to try and push the ball to KJ Osborne or whoever it may be. And they will absolutely, the, the, the chances for picks are right there. And also, like um, like you said earlier, um, I know Kirk hasn't been sat that many times, but this game, he's going to... Kirk doesn't throw. He, he doesn't. He's one of these guys that he usually he's got an option semi-open, so he will still throw it. But in this one, if it will be shut down, he will take the sack. He will. He will take the sack. So I do think Rashon Gary is a real good shape. I think. I think they're two players that I, I would be looking to. Yeah, you can definitely have a punt in that, and you've got good reason to to have a punt on them. They wouldn't be shots in the dark. Put it that way. Hmm. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, the game. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got the Packers because it's just too. I just feel it's just going to be too much. I think we've missed our chance. We had our chance uh, a few weeks ago, um, and just, just think we. I just think we've missed it. it, it when, to be fair, if we were to get, if we were to get to the postseason, we would not last long because uh, we need to be. 100% the whole organization for us to do particularly well. We just don't have any depth. Um, and I think that's the biggest problem. We've got potentially tight end out, um, wide receiver right now. Um, yeah, lot, uh, uh, Daniel Hunter out. <laughs> I mean, it, they, these are massive. I'm, they're not just tiny players. They're massive players for the Vikings when you're talking about what kind of uh, roster you have. You know, some, some teams have got a lot of depth, but we just don't not real not real depth not not postseason depth <laughs> you know what i mean that we would be we would be quickly we would yeah. be quickly back out of those playoffs like, like a shot i would think um right so i've got brains and steelers Monday night football the final game of the, the year well actually no we will be into the new year so i don't know what i'm talking about there yeah. um <laughs> final game of our year that's what i meant I've just read it. Um, yeah, um, so Brian, the Browns, week 16, MJ Stewart at DB was absolutely bloody everywhere in the loss of the Packers. Um, but if John Johnson or Ronnie Harrison don't return this week, he is definitely worth a start. Um, he's obviously filling in for him, but but yeah, um, he's certainly he's certainly scoring particularly well. Um he scored 22.50 points in week 16. He racked up 10 tackles and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Denzel Ward, he also scored well um, at, at DB. And Anthony Walker at linebacker, he got an, yeah, an average score really for himself. Um, but in this one, the Steelers are going to be, it's going to be a heavy, heavy run game from them. So I expect Walker and JOK to score particularly well. And if there are still players missing in the secondary, MJ Stewart has to be worth a shot. Going over to the Steelers, I mentioned this. I mentioned this right at the start. Hang on, is Brent just putting his mic on? Sorry. Go, going over to the Steelers, I mentioned to the. I mentioned this right at the start of this pod. TJ Watt, he cost me last week, um, and I was stupid to even play him. I knew, I read it like everybody else did, um, that he had cracked ribs. 
and I do not understand the decision to play injured. He's an outside linebacker whose job is to pass rush, right? So that is that's his job, right? It involves a lot of uh, upper body strength, especially. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just crazy for me. For me, it's like a sprinter with a broken leg. That's what that is. You just cannot play him. He cannot play. And what was it? I think it was a third, second snap. He had his arm up in the air and he was holding his ribs. And I was like, here we go. And then he was off every other snap. He was off. They were sort of resting him throughout the game. And yeah, it just didn't work. Absolutely pointless. So, so yeah, for me, if you've got TJ Watt and they say, and they say he's good to go, I would really, really proceed with caution with him. Um, my shot would be I would drop him. Now I would drop him, definitely. Because um, it's a huge risk. If you're going to drop him for somebody, if you can get Cam Hay- Hayward, then you get Cam Hayward. Because Cam Hayward is absolutely decent, especially in this matchup. Alex Highsmith is the other one. Obviously, linebackers Joe Schobert, Roberts Belain actually scored quite well this week. Um but yeah, for me, it would be Cam Hayward that I would be going for if you can. I wouldn't play TJ Watt. I really wouldn't. Um, going back to week 16, DB Mig Fitzpatrick, he scored well. And he should be starting in this one this year, this week um, because he's definitely going to be, uh, I would say, potentially pretty busy. Even though it's going to be a heavy run game from the Browns, it's one of those games where they're still going to have to go over the middle to players like Austin Hooper um, to get you get them the yardage that they're going to need just to mix it up. So for me, um, it's a real tough call on the matchup. Both teams have been really underperforming, um, mainly mainly due to due to injuries and just generally. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Browns. Just. Just oh, even though it's at the Steelers, I just think that if TJ Watt is out, is fully out, which he sh- he should be, um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to get the pressure that they're going to need to, and I think that um, the run game will, will just will just tip the brains over the edge. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to lean towards the brains as well. Um, I think what you said about what is, is spot on. Let me just. Beggar's belief, really. I mean, Crazy. All, four, all four of these teams in this division are still in with a shout. Yeah. Um, and to be to be making calls like that, it's just so against the and, Chiefs as well. Where not being funny or anything, but you're not, you're not expected to win the game anyway, really. What? But it's and they're not going to. Yeah. Well, go on. But pass for for me, pass rush is not the be all and end all for for against the Chiefs, especially with Kelsey out. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, let's um, slightly tweak our game plan a bit. But oh, I don't, I don't know. It was just like there's a there's like, quite a few blitzes with, with, going with the, on, and I yeah. thought, fuck that. The, You've given them the short injuries, yardage with the injuries for you know to the the Chiefs because they had um, Edwards Lair was out, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so you think, well, you know, they're they're sort of they're down on the run. They, like you say, they've they've got sort of Kelsey out, so you could. 
you could have left what out. You could have said, right, well, we'll we'll drop, we'll we'll deal with them in in sort of the middle and the secondary, and we'll drop off a bit. And um, I think if yeah. anything, that might have worked to their advantage because the Chiefs wouldn't have been expecting that. They'd have been expecting, you know, the old Steelers, you know, balls out, let's go get them sort of defense, which is what everyone's been used to. And I think the shocking the shocking thing for me this week has just been the fact that I'm I just double check now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Let me just double check now. I'll just type it in. What? Let's just check him. TJ Watt. He has nothing on his name this week. TJ Watt will play through crack ribs again. Yeah, but for how long? <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. So, so now he's playing. Last week, you look at his scores week on week off, pretty much pretty good weekend yeah absolutely and then last week 1.50 points um yeah one solo tackle which was pretty much the first snap i think um yeah i mean god the problem is that it's an absolute nightmare for fantasy managers because you know it's tj watt so you think to yourself how can you leave out the i think is he is he the sack leader he might be, might not be at this moment. I'm not quite sure, but he's there or thereabouts, and he's mm. a game, uh, you know, he's a weak winner. That's that's what he is. But when he's when he's got broken bloody ribs, he just isn't. He's not even a bloody relevant player. Last week was an absolute shocker for me. I I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I I need ten. I need ten points out of you. And you're uh, oh no, and you're holding your ribs in the first play. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'd, I'm I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I, they're they're both inconsistent teams. They've both got issues. I've I've got I've got a lot of issues with Baker. We've already touched on that. Um, having some of the the run options back, I think, will benefit them, especially with as you've said, what being out. Um, I think, and I'd like to see a Browns win because it just makes that final game of the season against the Bengals. Just that much more entertaining. Yeah. I mean, that puts what that'll put the Browns what eight and eight. That'll drop the Steelers back to seven and eight, something like that. Anyway, so um, the Ravens, sadly, I don't think are going to be relevant for obvious reasons. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like to see a Browns win just for selfish reasons because I'd just like to see that you know that that sort of Bengals Browns game in into week eighteen. So, uh, but. Um, that's, that's just me. It's not fantasy relevant whatsoever, but could be a, a fun end to the division. So, right. Well, that concludes it all. This year is pretty much done. Well, it is for us for, from the pod side of things. So, so good luck in your finals and bring in those ships. Thanks for tuning tuning in, guys. Um, as I said, last show of the season. We will be back soon soon for some IDP news and a possible Super Bowl IDP review or something like that, something similar. We'll have a gr- yeah, we'll do something. We'll, we'll Thanks to do something. Yeah. And I, I, hopefully we'll have some news for you as well about what we're, what we're up to. Um, but have a great new year. Stay safe. And remember, keep rushing. We are 
all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.